Welcome back to Cargumentative, a show where four men have left the comfort of the studio to talk to you about all things cars and automotive. I'm Thomas Faulkner from the Sunday Times, and as usual, I'm joined by... Madav, I'm here. We left the comfort and the warmth of the studio. Mm. Sure, I'm you're out of sequence. Week. Normally, Mark sits there. Yeah, yeah it's no, weird. Ch- everything's different today. It's all, everything's We're mixing different. it up. Mark Salomon. Mark Paluta. When you say warmth, you mean the sauna. Sauna-like. That is that's the what I mean. Yeah, the sauna-like, yeah. But the That's why you like it, huh? Because you can come in, yeah. but the sit down, is goofy, sweat, eh? and then feel good afterwards. Yeah. You, no, but if it's you like shit a lot, uh, you'll be ripped. You don't even need CrossFit. You'll be like leaving there. You'll have like abs and stuff. <laughs> if you schwitz in the studio, yeah, start going into the sauna. We must try that next time. Schwitzing. <laughs> okay. I'll teach you how to do it. It's a cool. Jewish thing. Okay, lucky. Oh, right. I look forward to it. <laughs> tell, them about the, tell them about the Jewish triathlon. No, I can't. No, <laughs> no, that's not. Let's try to keep this episode clean so nothing has to be edited out like yeah. it was last We're week. We're in company, guys. By the way, if anyone listened last week, all the funny bits were edited out. Yeah. And we apologize for that. But they will be on the Christmas edition B-roll podcast. I like Which is coming out oh. on Christmas. Yeah, which okay. is only because you're offensive to people. Yeah. To the... Tugwells. To, to people. Okay. Yes. Okay. Enough. Moving, Moving on. on. To the news. It was cut out for a reason. Okay. Guys, big news. Uh, Brad Binder. We know a brand for Huge news. Massive, massive, massive news. Even we actually interviewed him. Yeah. 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 So, um, it, Brad announced today on Instagram, as one does, uh, that he's just signed a contract uh, to go into MotoGP next year. With uh, KTM. 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 Which is his tech three, three, tech tech three, three, KTM, yeah. yeah. So, so, just explain to us, because Mark's the resident MotoGP uh, guru. So, that would be a... What would you call it? Because they're like the it's the Formula teams. One. It's they're the like Formula the One of motorbikes. No, uh, MotoGP is no, but in in you call MotoGP, it a satellite team. Yeah, so you've got so satellite teams. So you just so you don't have full is. factory support. So the factory provides you with, or you buy a bike from the factory, but unlike factory bikes, you don't get uh, development from the factory throughout the season. So you'll have your your given bike at the beginning of the season, and that's it. Any development or change has to be done by your mechanics. So you don't have the benefit of, but it's, I suppose it's a, it's a way of getting on a, a factory bike, mm. but without the big contract. And so it's kind of like a privateer in a way. It is kind, it's well, it's a privateer of like, team. Yeah, he's still a professional rider. No, for sure. But, but yeah, it's, so they call it Sadlati because okay. it's still a professional bike. Is it a good team? Tech Three is very good. Oh, they're good. Very good. They've been they, 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 they were years. running Yamahas before, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're running Yamaha before. They've they've run others in the past. Who's they, riding for them at the moment? Oh, shit, I don't even know. But I think that the important thing is, is that from bad perspective... I think perspective, Carl Crutchlow is running no, a Tech 3, isn't he? I'm not sure. No, he's Yamaha. Is. Yeah, yeah. he's Yamaha. Tech 3 Yamaha. Tech Yamaha at the moment. So Tech 3 is going KTM. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. But I think the important thing is that, that you know... Uh, Brad won the Moto3 World Championship. He went into Moto2. He had a, a, quite a tough first season. So he won, um, he won 2017 Moto3. Yeah, 2017 yeah. Moto3. Uh, we chatted to him at the beginning of this season, yeah. uh, which was his second season. Now, he finished third in, the, in his first season of Moto2, and he was hoping to um, finish really well this year. The regulations changed, um, and the bikes changed. They went, all went over to uh, a different frame. Or a, yeah, a different it? motor. They've different got motor. a Triumph motor now. Yeah. So he's actually only in the last two ra- two races come right. So he he had tire issues and he had frame issues, um, but he came second in the last two r- uh, rides races. Um, but he had broken his arm at the end of the Moto Three season. Yep. 
No, sorry, and testing, I, for, yeah, Mother testing for Mother 2. So his first season was terrible. Anyway, it's but, a huge deal. Yeah, it, it is, is a big it deal. Because it's the first... There have been two other South African South Africans. Yeah, Cork Ballington is one. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Dave Peterson, I think, no. featured. But that was before it was called MotoGP. So it was called the... It was called the 500 CC Grand Prix, when they were two, still two strones. So in this now premiership thing, this is big. So and for car people, what this means is effectively a South African is in Formula One. Effectively, exactly, exactly. exactly yeah. So you know, it's it's not it's maybe not one of the top teams. It's not Ferrari or it would be like uh, a Red Bull, or, but it would be like joining Red Bull, yeah. Alfa Romeo, Salvo, or something like that, which is oh. a, just still a huge. It's deal. huge. Sponsorship right. deals are going to be great for the yeah. guy. I mean, he's he's like now he's onto a good wicket. Can you imagine how many girls he's going to pull when he comes back and goes drawing with Mike at fucker well, lucker at the well, end well, of the I year? Say, like, I was going to say exactly that. So I was fortunate to have a very. Very festive evening with him uh, after he won the world championship in uh, in 2017. But I'm looking very forward to a trip overseas so we can go to MotoGP parties now. So, but well done, Brad. Brad, if you're listening yeah. to this, remember us, huh? And remember, Mark <laughs> owes you a Lamborghini and many, many shooters. True that, actually. True yeah. that. Okay. Cool. So, um, moving on from Brad, uh, we're going to another B Bloodhound. Back on the map again, really? Yeah, and it's coming here. No, soon. But wasn't it back it's on? Back from the brink. I don't know if it was off. No, but it's no, actually it's coming here. They're saying in October that it'll be here for testing. So it's it's where's it going to the Northern Cape? Yeah. So the Bladown LSR World Land Speed Record Project looked to have its handbrake permanently on last year when it went into administration. Then it was rescued in a last-minute bid by British businessman Ian Warhurst, who we spoke to at the launch for the project in March this year. So yeah, um, he came in, Ian, saved the project putting some some money behind it as well cool. it's back on track good so they're going to be so testing um, they're doing some some high speed runs in October 2019 only, oh. a, only 800k is an hour they're looking to do so they're, test, they're testing they're testing yeah. elements of the car especially the solid wheels between so 640 they, and 800 yeah they're going to test whether or not how the wheels react to the surface do you remember they, they had sorry they had teams of people go out into the northern Cape pick up stones, pick up stones. stones yeah. to make the surface good enough to run on yeah imagine if that had all been in vain have you guys ever been up there no it's no, beautiful but we're definitely going to go for the proper attempt yeah absolutely we'll get press passes yes we sure will. we will we'll get helicoptered in something tells me something tells me if you're going to make all your way there um it's probably not not many idiots like us that'll do it but yeah. uh i can't wait never say never huh? yep um no, just for the record, they're, they're trying to go 1,600 k's an hour. So, yeah. so they're going to. So, are they doing half of that in the test? Yeah, and I well, think that yeah. the the world land speed record isn't much over a thousand at the moment. Well, this is so breaking the sound barrier. Well, they well, already have. They have done that. They've before, done yeah. it, but not much more than that. So, yeah. even if they go, um, so 1,600 is a thousand miles an hour. Thousand miles an hour. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And apparently they're quite worried because if you go over 1,500 k's an hour on the ground, it opens up some kind of portal. So uh, kind of into another that. dimension. Yeah, so, like Stranger you know, Things. Yeah, exactly like that. Okay. So, that, that, <laughs> um, back to reality. Um, the Beetle. It's no more. This week. The last Beetle yeah. rolled off the rolled, production. Yeah, it did indeed. Line. We're not it's talking gone. about the original Beetle. We're talking well, we're about the, the Beetle. The Beetle nameplate. No, no, no. So my mom phoned me all excited today. Yeah. We have to buy a Beetle. I'm like, why? No, because they just made the last one. I'm like, you do know that's the new Beetle. The new like, new beat. Oh, wah, wah, wah. But it's like oh. the nameplate. The nameplate's <laughs> been around for 81 years, and now suddenly mm. it's gone. How important is no, it? Has really it not. been since they stopped making the Echo Beetle? It's it just, hasn't really. It's just amazing how the Mini really yeah. has flourished. I mean, it's arguably, the new Mini is arguably a much better, bigger success than the original. 
I mean, it's become like yeah, a worldwide no, phenomenon. Well, and yet the Beetle that came out was was terrible. But well, I was driving around. Was yeah, well, it's gone from rear engine to front engine mm. and, and air-cooled to water-cooled. But I saw something quite cool, which was like the Dune Beetle. So yeah, that driving is around, cool. Driving around the other day. So it was sort of like a little crossover, Beetle crossover. Is that a real VW yeah, product? Yeah, and yeah. I think that you could like dress that thing up with a little, some rally lamps on the top and maybe like a cool aerial with a big flag on it. No, it cool. Well, they actually make quite good second-hand buys. You can pick up a, um, a Beetle for not a lot of money. <laughs> Especially a convertible. <laughs> well, I wouldn't do a convertible. What? No. I would have thought you would. Yeah, you, I think you thought wrong. <laughs> so a history question here. Mm. Was there not um, a time in history where they'd stopped the production of the old Beetle before they started the new one? Or no. Always, it's always Mexico, been very Mexico, 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 so Mexico was, was producing, to yeah. produce. So, yeah, so, so this is the first time Mexico, in 81 years where there will not be a Beetle? Yeah. In how many okay. years? 81, 81 years. So yes. Mexico okay, started producing them in 67, I think, or 68. Okay. And then uh, Germany stopped making them, I think, in the So we're we sure there's no rogue production happening in Mexico still? No, not. the last one was in twenty anyway, two thousand and three. Bobby, yeah, you. Okay. good. What else is news? Goodwood. Is no, anything Goodwood. that's Goodwood. Oh, Goodwood. Goodwood. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, Goodwood. Come on, we're all waiting. So Goodwood Festival of Speed happened this past weekend. Yeah, well. and I think it's. I watched it more than I have in the past. Me too. I didn't leave my house on Saturday. It's been it was brilliant. Yeah. Well, and you could was because huge. there were so many opportunities to watch. So you could either stream it or. If you just were ADD like me waiting for, for things to happen, you could just go onto the Instagram feed and just keep watching yeah, the clips too. that they were posting. So, which is very good. Yeah, absolutely well brilliant. Yeah. Now, you guys went to Goodwood Revival. Um, yeah, which we is, did. Which have you been there? I haven't. That's good. But, uh, but it's fine. I mean, I've, I've, been, <laughs> but I've been to Lamar. Um, <laughs> yeah, but Lamar's nothing like Goodwood. Yeah, I know. And I've driven a Formula <laughs> 1 car. Um, okay, so, 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 so the thing is, is that... No, the question I wanted to just ask was, you guys went to the Revival... Which yeah. is all the old cars racing wheel to wheel and all yeah. that. Yeah, the old but, scrap two fifty GTOs. Yeah. But I think that this thing is interesting in that it's got a very eclectic mix of cars. So you've got everything from two fifty GTOs, which there was one there, and all the way through to the latest Formula One cars and some very cool old Formula One cars. And concepts. So and concepts and and the Porsche Taycan, which was the electric car that went up the hill. Well, yeah, it's 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 not become this launch pad for for manufacturers to come out and show new cars that are coming out and yeah. new cars go up the hill people can see them uh, yeah, get up nice, close though. to them as i said the, the take but Correct. there was another one the aston martin dbx the 4x4 went oh, yeah. in its, went in its camouflage up the hill and yeah. the honda e was your honda e, e. Yeah. that that was really cool yeah, so awesome. i you know i i think that um it offers an enormous variety of cars you know whereas you know goodwood revival focuses on only on cars the only cars allowed in are those that raced in period. Whereas the Festival of Speed celebrates exactly that, speed. And so it, it doesn't good. matter how old or how new or concept. Or, um, problem with it is that it's a single uphill run and there's a single rally run. Mm. They're not racing wheel to wheel. They're not racing each other. And because it's a straight run, it's difficult to see the cars so you, you, because they go past you and then up the hill. They're and then gone. they're gone. So you so get it's a not flash the same of as a racing circuit. Yeah. And so that's why in the end, I think that for me, the festival um, of speed is something to go see, but it will never quite be the revival. Uh, the revival is something uh, special. See, funny enough for me, I mean, I just, you know, just to hear a, a V10 F1 car go up the hill mm, like that, absolutely. for me, it's like absolutely. So, so let's talk about what they do there. So they, they do kind of parade runs. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, and but they also do time drums. A hill climb at the an end actual, of the yeah, an so actual hill climb. Everything yeah. goes up. So the 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 current record, well the the previous record, was held Free, by Mick Heinfeld. Yeah, Mick Heinfeld in a Formula One car, M- McLaren MP four thirteen. Yeah, which, so which is one of the turbocharged era. No, like it basic, wasn't turbocharged, wasn't it? It was a V. It was a V V eight. It was when it was when Mercedes was still sponsored by West. So, so that, that was yeah, v, that was a V ten. That was so a that's V10, a twenty year old yeah. car, correct? Yeah, and now it's just been broken by VW. That in their electric ID3. The IDR. Is it IDR? The IDR. Yeah, that thing just beats but, every record. But, ever but Andrew Frankel on um, Instagram put it in perspective and said, look, they haven't allowed a Formula One car to run there in anger for 20 years. Hmm. If you had to take Lewis Hamilton in his current, what did he rise from? Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> don't pretend you don't know. If you had to take him and run that car now, it would be faster than that. I'll be honest. Car. I think that that car, the electric car, was first of all purpose built and it was set up properly for the for this run. Yep. And they were intending to go out there and, and set the record. I think that if they set that car up, like Heidfeld's car, properly for yeah, for the run, just it, for it, it would do it. Remember, they wouldn't have gone and changed gear ratios and changed downforce no, settings and stuff. It it was easily going to break the record at the time, so they just sent it up there. And exactly. It was more okay. so, so they say the Formula One car is built to run competitively for like two hours, whereas that car is built around competitively for 45 seconds. Because that's when the battery runs out. Exactly. Well, no, that's, that's how long the hill climb is. <laughs> Sorry, so I, if you had to build a Formula 1 car to run competitively for 45 seconds, you could have thousands of horsepower. And I've just got to say, honestly, it's flipping killing me that an electric car is doing this. <laughs> yeah. Like it goes against every fiber so, of my being. So we so, so, anyway. We're running out of time, so we yeah, need to, we need to choose to each of us to conclude this section. Yep. Right? Choose one car that you like the most, that you saw in action? The De Tomasa. Oh, the De Tomasa by miles. You can't choose the same car. No, I would. No, I've, said, I've said it's I would taken. sell my entire collection for that car. Absolutely. You'd have to sell it about four times, but yes. What? Shut up. <laughs> I'm horrified. No. If you would even consider wanting I would, I would, that. I would, Why would you absolutely. want that? What it's are you going to choose? It's like awful. A, a it is the most beautiful. It looks like a P4. It looks like a P4. It is it, gorgeous. It is the most beautiful. Oh, if you like, no, 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 or Zonda, uh, you will love that. I didn't see this jewelry coming. This is a surprise. Uh, uh, I never, uh, I never uh, knew uh, what bad, how bad your taste was. But you're a I savage, really, honestly. Really, so tell us yours. I didn't. I've been doing this for a year. You haven't tweaked? Sure. So <laughs> I should have guessed, actually. Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, I'm still very excited. I know we, we, we've given a lot of airtime, but I'm still very excited about that Lanzante Tag V6 Porsche. Oh, no, no, but I wasn't impressed by the sound. Yeah, but you know, it's got two turbos, and I don't know if it's going to sound. It sounded like... You're talking about the Tag Porsche. I, I, first of all, I was, uh, I was disappointed by the sound, but actually, I'm giving it more respect because I found out from Dr. Zandi that the Tag engine was... Tested in a 930 body back in the in the late 70s oh, or 80s cool. when it came out, mm. and that's why they've done it. Oh, so okay. now I'm giving it a little bit of respect. No, I like the idea. Yeah. And I, I, to be but honest I, with you, there was a small chance for me when we spoke about it last time that it was going to be vaporware, that it wasn't going to come to fruition. Oh, yeah. But here's the first car. It's a working prototype, and it's going up the hill, and I think so, it's so cool. So we can add to that that the guy sitting in the passenger seat when it did the hill climb mm-hmm. is South African. And there's a potential of one coming to South Africa. We might, Africa. but oh. we'll leave it at that. So, Tom, oh, we don't have to, we're not going to name names. My yeah. favorite we don't name names, names. Yeah. yeah, we don't name names. <laughs> yeah, Mark's yeah. getting it. Mm. What I love the most Thomas. was that Benetton B192. I thought that was the most beautiful car. That is cool. That was Old Michael school. Schumacher's. Yeah. It, it was, no, I think it was. It was earlier than that. 
It was actually Schumacher because Schumacher was what he was in <laughs> I knew Jordan. He was in Jordan ninety one. Okay, I, I don't think. Know. Anyway, it could be. Not sure who it was. It was that era of nineties Formula One. Beautiful, shark nosed, great delivery. A... It would just that made my that made so my. So much for our ten minute segment. I yeah, mean, yeah. No, we get carried oh, away. Oh, yeah. carried well, look away. at me. You were going on about. You're the boss. Yeah, am I? You need Didn't to they keep have some fancy Mazda that you would have liked? Some fancy LMP Mazda, <laughs> rotary, blah, blah, blah. I didn't or. see one. Dude. But I, saw them. I was like, Thomas must be having a crisis. I've seen that live at Lamar. All right. I guess so. Well, that's it. All right. Well, guys, we run out of time for news. We, we're not being And um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back shortly. Young people are making their mark. Get up. Tune into the Sebenza Live Behind the Hustle podcast every Tuesday to find out more about what fascinating careers are out there. You can find us on the Sebenza Live website or you can follow us on Twitter on Sebenza Live. Sebenza boy. Sebenza girl. Sebenza. To advertise on the Cargumentative podcast, simply email us at smiths at tsoblackstar.co.za. That's smiths at tsoblackstar.co.za. Welcome back to Cargumentative. Guys, we're sitting here in this very nice, plush, peaceful car club. Yeah. Wheels Club, yeah. which is somewhere in the middle of Santon. Do you can't think, think Nantes is a strong enough word? No, no, it's beautiful. No. Beautiful. It is. And so, you're surrounded by some really exotic cars. And call, exotic people. Let's call them and exotic. Ex- yeah. yeah. Because uh, we, we can't really tell you what, what we're seeing. No, this is an underground, secret underground lair. It's exactly like that. It's like one of those Cold War bunkers. Like yeah, bunker, exactly. You know? It's a bit like Fast and the Furious, eh? Hey? So we'll talk I don't know, I've never seen those films. Neither have I. No. It's just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk more about what they do here just now. Yeah. But yeah. for now, we're going to meet someone. We're going to meet a man. Do you want to introduce him? No, you introduce him. That's done? Okay, cool. Brad, Brad Homan from Rocket Auto Care. Thanks for joining us here. My pleasure. And you work... You work inside uh, Wheels Club. That's right, yeah. And you offer a service where you basically look after uh, cars in terms of paint, cleaning, detailing. Leather, interiors. Everything. Uh, wraps. You know, engines, wraps. Serious. Uh, paint protection for Paint protection. So basically, you're like a one-stop paint shop. Exactly. Okay. Nadav, got a question? Um, Put his hand up. Yeah, he did. I did. <laughs> Shut up. No, Brad, tell us. Uh, so, so you're in-house here at uh, Wheels Club? Yeah, we, we're very fortunate to... Yeah to be included yeah so we're part of the wheels club family um and then we look after all, sort of all the cars in storage uh you know we just maintain them keep them clean things like that if they need a bit of work we do that and then uh, also we have our clients coming here which is it's a very nice facility for them to mm. come to uh, we got everything i mean we got lifts we got tools we got everything we need yeah, yeah. so is this broadly detailing i mean if you went to classify it is that called detailing that's it that's exactly it so detailing includes um a lot of uh people would think of it as a valet in the uk they used to sort of call it a valet a valet yeah valet <laughs> so in america they call it detailing yeah. so detailer i don't know if you ever watched back to the future at the end of back to the future many too. times yeah so uh what's that bad guy's name buff, buff, yeah. buff? Yeah. Yeah. so buff, buff. 
Uh, what Puff's mobile detail, Puff's detailing on his, yeah, on yeah, his yeah, yeah. van or whatever. Yeah. So in America, that's sort of detailing. So got like these little mobile vans that go wash, that go wash cars. Yes. But in uh, Amer- like yeah, it's a, it's a little bit different. And in America, so you got sort of these elite specialists, you know, mm. that uh, we we we're very good at uh, sort of paints, knowing paints, how to correct paints, how to polish them. Um, you, you know, with interiors, we can do basically anything on interior. What, what is paint correction? I mean, that's that that was yeah. what I was really going to ask because you hear like, this term like, thrown like, around like, all the time. Yeah, you hear it thrown around, and like the question I'm asking is: Is there any spraying involved? Like, is there actual taking? Like new let's, assume there's no. a, let's assume there's a – are you introducing any new paint to it or are you just using products to bring like the existing paint to life? No, so detailers, a lot, a lot of people call me. They say, my clear coat's, clear coat's busy cracking. Can we do something? Detailers only work with clear coats or 2K paints. We can only work with what we got. What so, is 2K? Uh, 2K would be without clear coats. It's just a, like a – usually spray primer, base coat, clear coat. 2K okay. paint has a hardener in it, so it's got okay. no clear coat. Okay. In other words, like the older Ferraris, like that Ferrari, the Mondial T is uh, 2K. Okay. Um, so we can only work with what we got. But you'll be surprised what you can sort of polish out, you know. Uh, it paints only a couple of hundred micron thick. We got like paint depth gauges that we always sort of read the paint thickness. And that's what we can work with. So we, we try to get as, as many defects as you can get out uh, while still leaving as much paint as, as possible. Very rare, very old cars. It's not worth chasing 100% paint correction. Because you'd rather preserve the original paint, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. To respray an old, valuable car, it's a lot more expensive than. Well, you want to preserve the originality. You don't want to have it resprayed. So, so I've been lucky enough to have Brad detail three of my cars now. Yeah. Three. And on each of those cars, which were to me clean already, he took a day. But you did a Ferrari of forty. That's right. Yeah. How long did that take you? Six weeks. Six yeah, weeks. That's insane. <laughs> Is that detail. just because it's it's a complicated car to work on, or you have to be quite careful the way you approach it? This it's is a Ferrari, and if you look at it for too long, the wheels will fall off. So it's got that lesson. <laughs> but what was it being prepared for? I mean, was it for a concourse, or was it just? So we did. A, we, we got a concourse package. So the client op- opted for that, obviously because of the value of the car. He hardly drives it, but uh, it's it's in storage. Um, but just the, the value of the car, he opted for concourse. It's never been detailed since it's a 91. Sure. So, okay. uh, so why, why took, uh, it's a very scary car to work on. It's straight carbon Kevlar. It was one of the first composite cars. I'm sure you guys mm-hmm. know. Absolutely. And, so, and, and seeing the weave is very, very yeah, important. Yeah. When so I went to Bell Classics, yes. uh, walked up to the F50, actually, uh, sorry, the F50 and the Enzo, they said it's very important to be able to see the weave through the paint. Because there's another one in South Africa where you can't see the weave anymore. And that's a bad thing. So that's right. been yeah. It's been painted yeah. with two thicker coats of paint. Can you can you reduce the paint uh, through detail? Well, you sure. wouldn't because, remember, if if you're polishing, if you're using a brace of it, it would go flat. It wouldn't keep the texture of the of the weave. Only the paint being sprayed onto the carbon. So you can never replicate no, that. No, you can never polish it. So tell us what you did on the effort. So why does it take six weeks? Well, the, uh, like I was saying, so that's just a, a 2K straight onto the carbon Kevlar. There's no primer. There's no clear coat. There's so no you, way to measure the paint thickness okay. because there's no metal. Oh, yes, because obviously it uses sonar. So Exactly. Yeah, okay. So it's very you, – you can get ones that uh, – paint tip gauges that do, but they're extremely expensive. Okay. So it's it's a very scary car to polish because you can go through <laughs> the paint without even realizing it. So – 
you got to really take your time. You got to be very careful. Sure. As uh, our whole purpose was that to was was to preserve the originality, but obviously it was very old. It had a lot of scratches. So. What's that? Uh, the plastic glass that they use? Called? It's it's Lexan. Yeah. Lexan. So yeah. Very difficult to polish. Uh, I've never done another car with it. I don't I know imagine if, if you use the wrong thing on it, it'll cloud up. Well, it does. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's whole thing. We used our normal sort of perspex polishes and compounds, and it just clouds it up more. So. We had to do a lot of testing with it. Yeah. If I could just add another anecdote from from uh, I was chatting to the owner of Bell Classics, and he was saying that there were guys who were looking at at bike bicycle frames, carbon fiber bicycle frames, yeah. and they wanted to repaint them. And he said to them, "Just use paint stripper on it." And they said, "No, no, you can't on carbon fiber." And he just said, "Like, look, I take paint off F40s and F50s oh. with that. Trust me." It will work. Like, it'll work. Okay. Yeah. And it works. Okay. I thought I would have eaten the raisins. Yeah. So don't take my word for it, but just phone up Mike Bell from Bell Classics <laughs> and he'll direct you there. His, his, his yeah. work is phenomenal. Um, and then, I mean, I wanted to ask a question in terms of cleaning and waxing your own car and polishing. I mean, how, how often should you do it? And how often should you wax it as opposed to polishing or polishing and waxing. Yeah. I mean, like, you know. Well, if you use me as an example, my car never gets washed or waxed or anything. It's all dirty. <laughs> so I'm a bad example. The <laughs> no, but, um, thing, yeah. Ideally, ceramic coatings are on the market now. We do a lot of it. Um, it tends to give you a lot more life. The car looks like it's just been waxed for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're very meticulous about your car, you can wax it every wash. Mm. But so ceramic coatings, your your sort of uh, natural waxes, your Conubas, which were part on that Mondial and the Turbo S today, uh, they last a couple of weeks. It's Conuba comes from a plant. The plant developed the wax to protect itself from sunlight. So uh, it's a natural wax. They mix it with a bit of solvents and oils and whatever, and then you, you put it on the car. It can wash off with sunlight. So then they started developing uh, synthetic waxes, which had some additives and whatever, some synthetic oils and amino silicones and I don't know what. That you can get sort of months durability. So ceramics, you're talking years. So uh, it's a nano product. So why are the ceramics so like hated by the uh, the, the dealership? Because I, I I've, I've heard not. that you can lose your motor plan really on, what? Really? on certain cars if you if you use that. Uh, so Brad did ceramic coating on my on my white Carrera. I didn't know the first thing about it. He he did it for me, and what I can tell you is I hardly clean it. I hardly clean it, and when I do, I hose it down, and the water—it's amazing. That beads together and runs off in beads, so it doesn't stick to the car anymore. Nothing will stick to the car. It's like it's like coating, you know, when a, with a frying. Yeah, it's like yeah, you're like, it's like Teflon. Teflon yeah. yeah, exactly. And it yeah, works like a bomb. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm so bad that that my car when it broke down and the Diablo broke down and it had to be shipped back on the truck. It stayed at my friend's place. He washed it. He said he couldn't bear to see this thing dirty. <laughs> so before it went off and got towed to the dealership, it, <laughs> okay, he washed it. Messed it up, man, and had great patina. <laughs> so it is not patina, man. So, so, so just to answer your, your your question, um, uh, if you if you meticulously maintain your own car, I've seen clients that we maybe ceramic coated their car two years ago and they've taken it to a car wash. It looks terrible because the car wash just scratched it and it's in the coating. I've seen other clients that uh, we actually taught their gardener to wash the car with the F-top. He had a white F-top. And uh, we redid it. We just topped up the coating about a year and a half later. And it looked like the day we did it. And uh, his gardener was just doing a good job washing it. So mm. as long as you can, uh, if, if you put ceramic on and you do a good wash, it'll look good for two, three years. If you uh, want to keep waxing your car every week, you can, you know. Uh, it just it just depends. But honestly, uh, washing your own car, it's the only way to go. I mean, yeah. well, that's, that's, I do that's the mine. big difference. I'm the only person that washes it. Well, just wash cool. it, yeah. I do, yeah. yeah. It's good yeah. exercise. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
uh, one of the things I'm interested in, because um, detailing has become really complex yeah, uh, yeah. these days. And, you know, to get, I, I see that getting behind parts is really important, getting it clean properly. I see a lot of guys, detailing guys, have to dismantle cars, you know, in certain ways, bumpers off, wheels off, things like that. And I've always wondered, where do you gain those skills? How do you learn how to dismantle a car, a modern car, possibly priceless classic? You know, isn't isn't that a stressful part of the job, you know, to, to start moving things from where they're supposed to be and yeah, and screwing stuff back. And yeah. yeah and like you get it back together and there's like three extra bolts <laughs> do you oh, tell no the clients got the firewall in your offer it's it's always like that it's never a good idea you, you should get specialists on special cars you know i mean we lifted that 458 today and i mean i was on the phone with a ferrari mechanic and i found another another mechanic as well that i know he helped us uh, actually he lifted one of the cars yeah and just to uh, discuss where to lift it yeah 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 jacking points and oh, wow. uh, torque settings on the bolts i asked him you know uh, okay. any, any sort of special things uh, um it, we uh, the, the nice thing about about detailing i restored a couple of classics and things like that and uh, me- mechanically uh, I'm, I'm not that good you should honestly get specialists i mean it's so easy to strip bolts and break things and whatever yeah, and i've seen on some cars that we've that we've detailed really expensive cars. I mean, some of the bolts are stripped around that you would never think, you know. Sure. So really? yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. Uh, luckily, um, we've built sort of a relationship with these guys. So when we did uh, work on a, a very expensive car, um, he, he came in, he lifted it up, stripped it for us, got the parts of uh, you know that we had to get to. Um, wow. So okay. yeah, detailing's really. Uh, I see there's uh, Topaz detailing that does all of uh, Shmi's cars. Oh, <laughs> <He's>, uh, <laughs> sorry for yeah. mentioning that. Sorry, on everyone. <laughs> yeah. sorry everyone. They, they they started with a new form. When which, you said which, Shmi, did you mean Shmi? <laughs> yeah, Shmi. Oh. Hi, it's Shmi. Oh. Horrible. Horrible. Um, so they started with no. a, a sprayable PPF. Yeah. They used to do a lot of PPF installations. So they started with a sprayable one, which is quite interesting because you can change the color. Yes, uh, which is Nice, so yeah, so uh, my understanding is they put a coat of something on the paint and then they spray it on. Yeah, yeah. Which separates it from the original paint. No, exactly. It so it seems a lot more advanced than like, than like plastic up. I really don't like plastic up. Okay. Um, yeah. So this is a lot more advanced, a lot more thicker, so it can take impact like the way PPF can. Yeah. But it, um, uh, I see they strip bumpers off. I mean, they're doing like, uh, I can't remember what car they did. There's some priceless Oh, no, they've done a lot. I mean, they did um, a Singer. Yeah, yeah. Singer Porsche. Yeah, they're a lot of stuff. And they like uh, stripping panels left, right, and center. So yeah, obviously, obviously they've got in-house specialists. They, they do, okay. and people trust them. And they also yeah. probably have some decent insurance. Yeah, yeah. If they, if they do cock up. But uh, stripping things is never a smart idea unless yeah. the specialized yeah. person does it. Sure. Well, that answers my question. Eh? We're running out of time. You've got one more question. I, I had a question for Mark. Oh, dear. All right. <laughs> um, no, that'd be, but that'd be funny. I, I just I just want to know producer page at this point I'm going to say Mark <laughs> and this means that this can be edited out because the dove is about to get cocky no okay no, no. alright I want to know in general okay if you sort of now PPF your car and you ceramic coat it and you you know you, you detail it and you paint correct it and you and it feels smooth to touch you know almost <laughs> milky is it faster <laughs> Yes, I would say. Is this if you still like? So I want to know if three point two is faster. You know, it is. It feels faster. Definitely faster. It's definitely faster than Thomas's SC. Yeah. <laughs> well, we so. don't know this for sure because I mean, Thomas swears that Porsches are not the kind of car you should be racing. 
But why should not drive are... these cars fast. <laughs> In his but own that's... words, it's a road car. Why would I want to race? It's pointless. So, it's what pointless. I guess what I'm asking, some people but say... But why? I hit the table. I keep telling you. <laughs> but some why? people, say, why, some people say dirt don't slow you down, right? Hold on. Is okay. that true? But let's, hold on. let's go on to a poll. I think this is going to be a nice one. Can we run a poll on the uh, cogumentative Instagram? We can try a while. Should, Technically, should, if they can get it right. Should yeah. Mark and Thomas have a drag race between their two very similar Porsches. We will do it in a, in a closed or closed off road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very safe. We'll have... Rolling road. Rolling start. Rolling, rolling start. start. So we start. save Thomas's precious clutch yeah. and his timing chain tensioners. Well, those are brand new. So those are brand new. <laughs> and we'll see. And, uh, and Thomas, don't clean your car the day before as well. So we can... Put this to the test. test. So, guys, if you're looking for. You blame the dirt if you lose. If I'm getting back to the point, if you're looking for good detailing, uh, Brad at Wheels Club. Give me a shout. What's your. Rocket Auto Care. Rocket Auto Care. What's your Instagram handle? Rocket Auto Care. Rocket Auto Care. Do you have. You on Twitter? No? No. Facebook, Instagram. We'll we'll, we'll mention him in our. In our feed. Exactly. Go check it out. Brad, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Thank you, guys. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be be back shortly. Cheers. This aircon is racist. For the latest political news and in depth discussion and analysis on events making headlines in South Africa's socio political space. Join myself, Amil Amral, and my comrades from the Sunday Times Politics Desk for our Sunday Times Politics Weekly podcast. You can find new weekly episodes on the Times Live website every Wednesday. This is not a shit. Can you please come in? To advertise on the Cargumentative podcast, simply email us at smiths at tsoblackstar.co.za. That's smiths at tsoblackstar.co.za. Welcome back to Cargumentative. Uh, we're joined by Shelley from Wheels Club. Thank you so much for having us here, and thank you so much for the pizza. I know Mark Pellut has really enjoyed it. I am. Absolute pleasure, Lovely guys. pizza. Absolute thank pleasure. you. And, um, Thomas, yeah. this is his fifth meal. It's my first this meal man. of Dale, you know, because it's really the tenth. <laughs> so I'm it. so pleased I could feed you, boys. Exactly. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, no, Thomas used to love pizza, but then yeah. he had an unfortunate pizza incident. I did, yeah. We'll <laughs> oh, talk about oh. that another, another time. Oh, um, oh. <laughs> we'd like to know more about Wheels Club, if we may. So let's let's talk about um, Shelley's uh, part in this business. Yeah, what okay. goes down here? Yeah. So basically, um, I've just started sales. Yeah, it's brand spanking new. So it's really, really a good concept. It's maintaining privacy. It's also sort of like a view by appointment. So I think just sort of adding a little bit of a special touch and making people feel special again when they're buying their asset. You know, I mean, these are special cars. It's something you want to make, like, really, really exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. People need to feel special about parting with their hard-earned cash. 100%. On these special cars and a yeah. boutique kind of environment, which I think you offer here. That's it. Is what these, like, mm-hmm. connoisseurs of motor cars are looking for. So, Shelly heads up sales. She does. And what and what cars do you guys specialize in selling? Okay, so we're aiming high-end. Um, it's pretty much the uh, sports car and classic vibe. So it's it's the not sort of run-of-the-mill stuff. Um, so no Corollas and no Priuses? Um, no Priuses, no Corollas, guys, sorry. 
more. No 86s either. No 86s either. <laughs> but I think, I think, you know, so just, Shelly, you've been in this industry for, for a long time. And yeah. I mean, you've got a, a massive amount of passion for it. I mean, I'm interested into how you got into this. And on top of that, like, I've got to just apologize a little bit because I think I've been tire kicking around you for no, a lot cool, of the eh? time. So yeah, how, how did you get into this? Um, into the sales side? Okay. And- so I've always liked cars. Um, and I grew up with them. Um, I can still take a sunplug out myself if I have to, which I must tell you, I don't have to. Okay, happy about that. It's <laughs> good to know you can, though. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it's just something that I'm really passionate about, and Brilliant. I enjoy the people. So that's why I stuck with it, because the people in the cars are amazing. You meet, oh, I can't explain to you, the the, the variations yeah. that, that come in through your door. Um, it's, it just, it like sort of proves to me every single day that nobody is identical to the next person. And that is part of the excitement. And also your cars. Um, not one classic is identical to the next classic. And it can be the same bloody thing, let me tell you. Um, and then the buyers that buy them can be complete opposites. So it's, it's, it kind of adds a bit of quirk in its own way. Um, how, like I said, how I got into this, I grew up with them. It was like in my blood. Yeah. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you've been through the, let's call it the renaissance of the classic car. So I'd say probably about seven or eight years ago, it really started gathering momentum. Everyone started mm-hmm. talking about it as an asset class as opposed to just a, um, a car. A, a car. Yeah. But which is a dynamic that is probably for a, for a separate discussion itself. But have you seen the quality of the cars improve as this has happened? So you're dealing with more exciting cars in better condition, arguably, um, and as such, different kinds of buyers? You know what, Mike, you're 100% correct. Um, you land up with guys that are prepared to spend money on what they've bought um, and subsequently down the track when they sell, because they've put good quality money into it, they land up fetching a better price. Um, and obviously, in parting, it goes to someone that is as perhaps meticulous, and again, the cycle starts. So the rollover is... You're buying something with passion. You're looking after it with passion. You're selling it. You're making a profit. And then you can move on to your next project. So that's important. And that you've been in the industry for a while. And networking is very important because once you're a car collector, connoisseur, even speculator, yeah. you, you, you stick with it. You do. So on that subject, can we? Can you give us a, a glossary of what you've kind of got in stock at the moment? Um, some interesting bits and pieces on the older side. I've got a very clean 1970 911E, yeah. uh, tangerine, so very typical of the period. Uh, it is a sportomatic, which makes it a little bit interesting. Uh, if you look overseas, they've picked up uh, quite a bit of momentum price-wise yeah. versus the manual gearbox. Yeah. Even though they are, they, I don't know if I could use the word, they're a little bit... Quirky. Uh, quirky. Okay, that's that's the word. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, And then I've got a 964 Turbo. I've got a 458 Spider. I mean, so the variety is there. Quite a bit of variety. Yeah, yeah. and and it's and it targets all the different kinds of people. Someone wants to drive something more modern, 360. That might work for you. Uh, Someone wants something really classic, 1952 MGTD. If that's your thing, I've got one. Yeah, sounds so, like a nice So, so I think what's happened, I mean, this is an interesting time now where the market definitely has cooled down a little bit. Mm. Um, and I think that if you're in the market for a classic right now, 
this this is really the time to be that you can have what look and, and the reason I'm saying yeah. this is that you've got guys who've spent a fortune of money on the cars correct and they're not necessarily getting the money for it but you would get into it at a price that you couldn't do that restoration for you're 100% right look at this very point in time it's called a buyer's market Okay. It swings in roundabouts because it moves out of a buyer's market back into a seller's market. And that's when everything, the prices are sky high. You cannot negotiate. And, you know, if you want it, you're paying for it. Right now, it's at a point where the prices are actually right and they're very attainable to the guys that want to, want to step in and get in. And you know what? The, the good part to that is down the track, it will, it will profit the person that's doing it now. That's what it basically comes down to. So it is, it's revolving. Um, you sit with the highs, you sit with the lows, but if you're passionate about the car, you're going to buy it anyway. So whether you're buying it at the top or the bottom, at the bottom is always nice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's the best place. Um, so car sales is one thing that you guys offer here. What else is there that, that okay, you offer guys? So with a, you know, obviously what makes us that little bit unique is mm. we offer the car sales, we offer storage, and then as you know, you spoke to Brad. Mm. Um, the storage the, part is the part we need to talk about yeah, because yeah. that's quite a – and if Justin wants to talk, he can tell us right. <laughs> yes. what, uh, what, what else. So we've spoken to Brad, yeah, detailing. Shelly and Head sales, sales and yeah, then yeah, Justin, Justin is in charge of the storage. Yeah, general manager. Which is how the business started. Is it really storage? Because I'm not looking at this it's saying that it's only storage. This seems like a lifestyle place. Yes, but it started out as storage. It started out as purely storage a year, year ago. So we're a year old. But yes, like anything, we've started expanding. And because um, storage was never going to make our money. Yeah. Um, we were offering, as you say, a lifestyle. So someone could come here and have a boardroom meeting. Um, if so you, you offer remember. a boardroom facility? Yes. If you're a member, you can sit, uh, have drinks with your mates or uh, work in our serviced offices um, okay. if you're a member. But then in, on the storage side of it, what do you say? So the cars are charged? Yes. Yeah. So various packages, our baseline package, you'll always get um, a wash, a car charge, a safe and secure place. The car is always ready for you to pick it up whenever you want to pick it up. Yes, your license. Any time of the day or night. Your license are checked and renewed by us. So when you come pick up your car, so if your car is in a garage somewhere, okay, you you get off a plane, you go to pick up your car, your tires are flat. Your uh, license needs to be renewed. Yeah, it's and dirty. It's dirty. Yeah. So you got to start from square one. Yeah, you pick up your car. It's sorted. It's sorted. Yeah. Ready to run. Our top packages um, are, uh, has a lot to do with our our club and the facility. So you could uh, rent out the not not rent out. It's included in your fee. You could have your birthday on the mezzanine. So, what or, we, or for example, a bachelor party. <laughs> a bachelor, yeah, it depends. It depends. I don't know you that well yet, but yes. <laughs> so, where we're sitting currently is at a. I'm asking for a friend. So, we're surrounded by some uh, luxury and opulence here. We've got a bar at our disposal, there's coffee machines, some yeah. lovely furniture, some offices behind us, and best of all, a view over all the cars. Yeah, it's just a cool place to hang out. I mean, it's you absolutely could, awesome. You do our, our shows in more often. That's what I yeah, said, Thomas. <laughs> we wish. Yeah. Let's see how the sound comes out. Mm. Okay. Um, and a view of, oh, nowhere because we're underground. 
No, we're not actually. Yes, we so, are. No, no, we've actually got the most beautiful view of the sa of the Santon skyline. Actually, so yeah. first of all, because it's, there's a dip here, you can see a lot of trees during the day, and then you can see the the, the skyline. It's I really thought it was nice. just like wallpaper that was stuck on ah. to give an illusion. <laughs> that you you <laughs> thought that because you were only looking at the uh, the Ferrari Portofino. You, uh, What's you that? couldn't keep your eyes off. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what is that? We don't know what. I don't, what my, I don't yeah. know what a portofino is. <laughs> okay, so look. I mean, um, if people are interested in in contacting you, they can contact you at wheels.club. Wheels.club. Uh, we are by appointment. We're not a, a walk-in facility. We are open to luxury vehicle owners, and you know, um, yeah, sure, but but. You know, uh, we don't want the general public walking in off the street to come walk through these vehicles sure. and scratch vehicles. And no, no, sure. Thing. So, wheels.club and book an appointment. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Thanks so much for awesome. having us. Well, yeah, yeah, guys, thank thanks again so for having us and hosting us and uh, feeding us. No, yeah. no, not only that. I mean, we're not going to talk about which cars they were, but we got some very, very we cool did. sounds and very, we got very to sit cool in sounds. some things. Yeah. So, so, some eye candy, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Eye yeah. yeah. candy. Eye candy. Is lovely. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank uh, you very much. Yeah, and uh, that's all we've got time for this week, unfortunately. Yep. But guys, thanks a lot for joining me again and uh, for having us. And uh, we'll tune in back. next week for another episode of Cargumentative. Cheers, Cheers guys. Bye. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks.